What's going on, everybody? You are tuned into the seventh episode of the Give Me the Points podcast. Tyler's back tonight, um, so I'm not riding solo, so you don't have to listen to me for the next 20 minutes. You're going to have to listen to both of us for what I think might be 45 minutes to an hour, and I'm okay with that. Um, but Tyler, how are you? Welcome back. Uh, we're back on YouTube because I've missed your face and I wanted to see you while I talked to you. Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks for holding down the fort when I was working and then, you know, inconveniently decided to get sick last week. Not COVID, unfortunately, so I didn't just get to stay home and get paid. It was just, you know, just a regular old sinus infection, but football's in full swing. WVU home games are in full swing. There's beer being drank, games being watched, uh, little country roads, you know, being sang. So life's good right now. Breaking news. I haven't told you this yet. Okay. I'm in for November 20th. Okay. So soup will be coming down for the Texas game for the final country roads of the season when they beat that beat that longhorn ass because fucking down, buddy. Because fuck Texas. It's gonna be great. Um Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert explicit tag on this episode so <laughs> if you're not into words that some people find offensive um I would, I, I'd, I'd turn the episode off now because i've got some stuff i need to air out i haven't told you about it yet but it had me all fired up on sunday but so this last week oh not good it wasn't good um Player props went two and two. College went one and one. NFL, the Raiders let fucking Jacoby thick brisket <laughs> take the game over. It's so easy, man. It's so easy for teams to march down in the two minute drill now. I feel like it always has been. Like, even when you're a fan of a team, they'll have that stagnant ass offense all half, and then your team will march down at the two-minute warning and put points on the board. And it's like, why the hell can't they do that all game? It's just so, like, like Aaron Rodgers doing it's one thing, okay? Like, when there were 37 seconds left, everybody in America knew they were getting a shot at a field goal. Yeah, yeah. Why Devonta Adams was buck-ass naked on two routes, I'll have no idea. I think, honestly, San Francisco purposefully did it just to make Skip Bayless potentially have an aneurysm. That's they 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 that's why they did it. <laughs> I appreciate their effort. Um, yeah, but that I mean, like like Aaron Rodgers doing it's one thing, but for for Vegas to let Jacoby Brissett just fucking walk down the field was was amazing to me. Them letting up the two point conversion, I was cool with because we had a chance to cover in overtime, but it didn't happen. And then Seattle couldn't stop a nosebleed. Their defense looked like Swiss cheese. I mean, Kirk Cousins carved them up and thank god dalvin cook wasn't in the game because that they never would have had a chance at least they had a chance for the first quarter and a half if dalvin cook was there madison was amazing dalvin cook would have ran wild for 300 yards yeah i think what happened last week was the tip like you know we had two weeks of football so we thought we knew what we knew and then week three came around and said actually you don't know shit because what these teams have shown might not be what they are or maybe it was what they are. We don't know yet. Yeah, I just I don't know. So would we? I can't even remember. So hit the Packers play, um, lost the Seattle play, lost the Vegas play, hit the Buffalo play. So two and two, but lost money because Seattle and Vegas were the bigger plays. Um, and then I threw a play out there on Monday night. 
and the Eagles just <laughs> oh, they didn't want to run Miles Sanders and no. listen. What his first twenty yard carry in end of the second quarter yeah. or somewhere about Full disclosure. There. Miles Sanders is really good. Yeah, um, yeah. He's yeah. an explosive back. And Dallas's run defense is not good. But the fact that they just let Jalen Hurts just continuously drop back and throw the ball like thirty eight times. Yes, they were down, but they were down because they weren't running the ball. It was just a terrible game plan. I I, I couldn't re- he had two carries. Two carries the whole game. It doesn't make any sense to me. You got to get your running back involved early in order to stay in the game. Yeah, and Dallas is a team that you don't want that offense on the field the whole time. So right. even if you're throwing, like, let's say Hertz went off, right? And he's he's dropping dime after dime, forty yard passes. At some point, your defense needs a rest, which means you need the offense to have an extended drive because Dallas's offense, don't know if you know, kind of good. We're kind of all in on them, and it looks like we were right. They're pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um, what's funny to me is uh, I was actually talking to our one buddy, Randy, about it. And he mentioned it's crazy that Philadelphia drafts Jalen Rager and then Devonta Smith and Miles Sanders. But all they throw the ball to is fucking Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Like, how does that make any sense? Why? Why is that? Why is that the game plan? Why are you avoiding giving the ball to Devonta Smith and Rager? You got to throw him the ball in order for him to catch it. He might not catch it, but you got to give him a chance to catch it. Yeah, and like with Miles Sanders, right? Okay, Hertz has to throw the ball, you know, to get it to the receivers. You don't have to literally hand him the ball. There's no, you don't even have to complete a pass. It's not hard. It's no. not hard to turn around and hand the ball to somebody. No, these NFL coaches sometimes they're so smart they're dumb. Oh, yes, and we will get into that later. Um, <laughs> oh, it's going to be a bad week. Not for not for a betting aspect, but as a fan, for me, it's going to be bittersweet. I'll put it that way. Um, so, real quick, I just want to cover some. Yeah, I'm just going to get into it. Okay, so we had a bad week last week. Sure. Some some guy decided to slide into the DMs, and all he says was, boy, really drop the ball this week. <laughs> Listen here, buddy. How about I drop my fucking nuts in your mouth? Okay? I We run a free podcast, which then turns into an Instagram page that is free, that we put out our picks for free. I'm not charging you money. We're not asking you to pay us $500 a month. We do this for free. Second of all, if you lost money on the games, I promise you I lost more. So I don't need you rubbing it in that it was a bad week. You know, your $5 parlays that you played don't have any effect on me. And I'm sorry, you know, if there's guys out there that are playing $5 parlays and that's all you can afford, so be it. That's what you can afford. But this guy, to come at me, after our first losing week is so frustrating, man. So frustrating. Plus you've gone over multiple times, the bankroll management. If you can't, if you're going to follow a guy, a group of guys, whatever, and kind of roll with their picks, you can't pick which weeks. Otherwise you might only pick the losing weeks. It's about, like you said, bankroll management for the season. That's why you do it as unit plays because the goal at the end of the season, yeah, it'd be nice to be up 350 units. Probably yeah. not going to happen. So yeah. you've got to stick with it. And yeah, we'll have a bad week. Guaranteed. You ever gone on, 
ESPN or NFL Network and all the experts and ex-players when they do picks against the spread, a good, you know, picker, I guess, for lack of a better term, is like 500. So yeah. it's it's about the long goal. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're, so we're, we're 26 and 13 total on the year. That's, That's a, 66, it's a 66% clip. It's pretty good. Um, we're up seven units on the year. We're even on NFL. We're up seven units on college football. So we're still up money. So yeah. if, you, if you're, like I, like I said last week, if your bankroll is $5,000, your unit is $50, or your, your I'm sorry, 1% of your bankroll is $50. So a unit is 3%, so that's $150. So throughout four weeks, we're up seven units. So that's $1,050 that you're up. So we've gotten 20% of your bankroll. You're, you're at 120% right now. That's good. That's really good through four weeks. If we can, if we can turn a hundred percent profit, you know, if we can turn that five thousand dollar bankroll into ten thousand dollars, that's a fantastic season, and that's what we're on pace for. You got to roll with the punches. You're gonna have down weeks. You're gonna have up weeks. You're gonna have weeks where you break even. It is what it is. It's a season long battle. It's a marathon, not a yeah, sprint. If you've got, if you've got a glass jaw like a little bitch, and you can't take one hit, well, you know, then you shouldn't be gambling it. The one week is going to screw you. You need to manage your money to be able to bet throughout the season. Yeah. So long story short, fuck that guy. And uh, the rest of you that reached out this week and were like, hey, man, you know, down week, head up. We'll be back next week. I appreciate you. I appreciate the positivity. And you're the people that we do this for. Um, The one guy that consistently messages us, Keith, we appreciate you. Keith, Keith seems like a good dude. I've talked to him a lot and uh, he's got, you know, I expressed this to him and he was, he had the same thought process as you. You have to ride, you know, you have to roll with the punches and that it is what it is. And you know what? We're going to get back up. You mm-hmm. know, it's not about, you know, how hard you fall. It's about how you get back up. That's about this- how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So this week, we are going to get back up. Um, We've got four top 25 college plays this week. We're going to cover three. The one I have no idea about. I'm not really sure. That's the Baylor-Oklahoma State game. I think we're in agreement there. Um, I don't know if Baylor's offense is that good. Oklahoma State has faced better cons. Their defense has looked good, which is kind of opposite of normal. But it really – And they've played better competition than Baylor for sure. So I don't know what to expect there. I really don't. So we're not going to touch that one. But the first top 25 matchup, big spread. It's a top 10 match, top eight matchup. It's, uh, number eight at number two. We've got Arkansas at the Dogs. Dogs coming in at minus 18 and a half. The over under at 48 and a half. Um, we took the over in the Arkansas-Texas A&M game last week. And Texas A&M's offense was miserable so bad um arkansas didn't look terrible on offense the defense looked really good um kj jefferson is sore man he gets hit a lot and he's the difference maker in this game if i had to pick a side on the spread i'd actually take arkansas to keep it with an 18 and a half here i think that they can compete but um georgia's offense has been shockingly really, really good over the last three weeks. They've scored 158 points in the last three weeks. Um, They've put up 1,500 yards in those three weeks. 
Stetson Bennett has gotten some playing time when JT Daniels took some time down. Um, and he's looked competent. And granted, you know, they played Clemson. So, like, them holding the Clemson to three points was super impressive until we see what Clemson team we've really got. And they're not good. Like, Clemson, this is not no, no, Clemson not. that we've grown accustomed to. Agreed? Yeah, no, no. 100% agreed. It's That's college football. I mean, NFL week one overreactions are dangerous, but in college, it's really dangerous to act like you know what's going on after a week or two. Yeah, so their defense holding Clemson to three was like, oh, wow, like Georgia's defense. Don't get me wrong. Georgia's defense is incredible. They're really, really good. They're probably the best defensive unit in the country. I think Georgia's the best team in the country, um, but that might be a little biased speaking. But they did let up some points. Was it UAB that dropped 13? I can't remember. So they played UAB. They, they let up 13 to South Carolina. And um, they did. They put up like 48 on South Carolina. And South Carolina's got a pretty good defense. So all that being said, I think Arkansas has got a good got, – oh, boy. I think Arkansas has got a good defense. I think Georgia has got a good defense. But we like the over 48 and a half. I think Georgia's offense is going to explode again. Um, and I think Arkansas will be able to keep it relatively close. So over 48 and a half here, I could see Georgia winning this game 35-24, something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so one unit on the over 48 and a half here. Um, the next one we're going to go with is we're going to go with Ole Miss at Alabama. Alabama coming in at minus 14 and a half, the over-under at 79 and a half. Gut reaction before you saw the line, what did you like here? Uh, I mean – Bama to cover. And my gut reaction, I'm not recommending playing the over because that's so high. But mm-hmm. Fuck, it's going to hit. I, mean, I thought too, dude. I saw I was like, oh, man. Oh, boy. Bama, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, Nick Saban. Like, this is going to skyrocket. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe it's in like the high 60s, low 70s, and we could play it. 79 and a half. No, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. Yeah, it's, Even though Ole Miss is up-tempo right. offense and – um. I just I, I, I can't I can't bring myself to play an over under of 79 and a half. But like you mentioned to me earlier, if it was Pitt from 2016, we're taking the over. <laughs> that was the that was the lock of I mean it was century. It was, yeah, dude. Their over was like eleven and one on the year. It was it was wild. They had that was at Syracuse, the highest scoring game in college football history, or hit like 130 or something. It was ridiculous. Um but yeah, the the over's too high for me here. I just so but we're gonna buy the half point. We're gonna take Bama minus fourteen, correct? Correct. I, we're not gonna overthink this. We're gonna take the, the the much better team, the the better overall offense, and without question, the better defense at home. Nick Saban against Lane Kiffin. Um, I think this is where Bryce Young makes his statement to. Is it Matt Carroll? Um, that he is the Heisman front runner. Not the, the, listen. He has better numbers than Carroll, and Carroll's still the Heisman front runner right now. Which I don't understand. He's like a plus one fifty to win the Heisman. Um, I don't get that. I really don't. They're not going to win ten games. They're probably going to win eight or nine games. You can't give the Heisman 
And I've seen a lot of talks like, oh, you know, maybe this will be his Johnny Manziel moment where he goes on national TV and shocks the world. It's not going to happen. No. This is like the Miami game. We're not going to overthink it. We're going to take Bama to cover the points. No, and with Bama, uh, quick shout-out to my Gators. Like, they beat up Bama in the trenches. And Dan Mullen is a hell of a football coach. And they still couldn't get it done. You'd think Nick Saban was happy that they got dominated on both sides of the ball on the line. Hell no. He's going to, you know, he's he's looking at Lane Kiffin and he's like, you know, I like you, but fuck you, dude. I'm going to beat the yeah. shit out of you this week. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. This is like um like Belichick when he plays any of his protégés outside of Brian Flores. Yeah. This is the, the, that's that's the feel I've got here. Um, Nick Saban's going to make a statement to Lane Kiffin, and I think Bama cover. Uh, obviously, I think they cover the fourteen, and I think they're going to win this game handedly. I think the defense comes up with a few stops, and I don't know if Ole Miss. I'll be surprised if Bama punts twice in this game. I really will. Yeah. All right. Third and final college football game. Good game. Uh, I'm excited for it. Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Notre Dame plus one and a half at home, over under at 50 and a half. Um, Notre Dame's won 26 straight home games. It's a lot. That's that's a lot. That's it's crazy to think. But they're going to lose. Um, Cincinnati minus one and a half here. Notre Dame struggles immensely against the run, and that's not a good recipe to going up against Ritter, who can beat you with his arm and with his legs. And um, what's their running back, Jerome Ford, uh, who's averaging like six and a half yards a carry. That's not a good recipe for Notre Dame's run defense. Notre Dame really hasn't played a good quarterback yet. You know, last week they played Graham Mertz, who is the polar opposite of a good quarterback. That kid sucks. <laughs> um, and I think Jack Cohn's going to struggle. Cincinnati, Cincinnati's got um, sauce on their, their defensive back. All-American, man. I think he's going to give Jack Cohn some fits. So I like Cincinnati to cover the one and a half on the road in South Bend this week. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And obviously, you know, Notre Dame, you know, same way you would defer to me with most WVU things. I'm going to trust your judgment on it. I also do like Cincinnati, but quick uh, side note, wanted your opinion. I think, so I wanted WVU to join the ACC, probably still would. I think Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, and UCF, and obviously they're not going to, you know, you're losing the football powerhouse of Texas mm-hmm. and Oklahoma. And but however, in basketball, I think it improves the conference. But even in football, it's that's still I mean, those are some quality additions. That's that still maintains a solid power five conference, I think. Absolutely. And Cincinnati's been tough both sports, um, football and basketball. So I think Cincinnati's a fantastic addition. That gives me another road game to be able to go to because, you know, my dad and I, our asses are not driving to Oklahoma or Texas, but Cincinnati, that's another story. Right. Yeah. And I I, like, yeah, I I think Cincinnati is a great addition to the conference. Um, I'd like to see Boise um, make, make their way into one of the power five conferences. Um, But I think it's great for Cincinnati. I think it's great for BYU. BYU seems to be doing okay without Zach Wilson. Um, the Jets seem to be doing not okay with Zach Wilson. So not, he could I'm, end up being absolute garbage, and I'll just blame the Jets and not him. It, it dude, it's the Jets. It mm-hmm. is. I mean, look what Sam Donald's doing in Carolina. Yeah, he he's he might not be a star, but I think we were wrong in thinking he sucks. He's at least going to be decent there. Yeah, like. he could. 
he's good. I mean, I just he's making the right reads. He's being smart. Um, he's always yeah, had the Jets, the Jets organization is just a dumpster fire. It's crazy. Yeah. It used to, yeah. you know, it, it used to be the Browns is where quarterbacks go to die. But I think the Jets are going to take that title over pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, um, before we get into NFL lines, everybody's doing their rankings, right? So you're doing your 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 top, you know, five quarterbacks, top five running backs, whatever. Um, right now, on the spot, we're going to go our top five quarterbacks. Oh shit! All right, I don't know that I can give you a number one. I can just I can give my top five because. I mean, no, you one. can give me a number one. It's it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, so we're going to do our top five quarterbacks. You want me to go first or you want to go first? You pick. Uh, you go first. Your okay. idea, you go first. Okay, all right. So number one, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, number two, Aaron Rodgers. Number three, Josh Allen. Um, number four... Oh, see, this is tough. Really, yeah, it's I very put tough. in the spot here. I thought you were going to go first. Um, number four. <clears throat> they like to climb the sides of mountains. Also, their milk is used for queso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I'll go Brady. I mean, I, I wanted to put him at five, but. Yeah, we'll go Tom Brady at number four. And then number five is a toss-up. There's a lot of guys that I could put in number five. But based off of play right now, I'm going to be biased. And I'm going to say Dak Prescott. I don't mm, – Rodgers, Josh Allen. While you're pondering, I'll give you mine. Yeah, go ahead. So obviously, Patty. Although, yeah. it's, it's not really a hot take. The Trevor system Lawrence. inflates right. his, his numbers. However, he's obviously an otherworldly, ungodly talent. So, yeah, Mahomes, number one. Number two, Rodgers, yes. Number three, uh, Josh Allen. Oh. Four, Brady. Now, for my fifth. Russ. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Now, now. Brain again, fart, Russ. Not really a hot <laughs> take, but Matthew Stafford has never had a good team around him. I'm not going to say he's fifth because it's been three games. But am I gonna, is he going to be a top five quarterback in the NFL this year? Hell yeah, he is. Yeah, he's amazing, man. He's been so underrated, and his his stats are still through the roof. Even with his time in Detroit, he was, I think, the fastest player in NFL history to fifty thousand yards. Um, the guy, dude, he's so freaking good. Um, yeah, he had Calvin Johnson, cool. He had Kenny Galladay, but he never had an offensive line. He never had a thousand-yard rusher in Detroit. Um, when you're one-dimensional, it's really hard to win games. He never had a defense, so he went super underrated. But now he's got a defense. Now he's got a running attack, and he's got a great receiving core. Him and Cooper Cup's chemistry is fantastic. Um, Robert Woods is obviously really good. I love what he does with Tyler Higby. I really, you know, Van Jefferson, I, I really, yeah, he's got weapons, man. It's good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, yeah, I, okay, so Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, um, Russ, and then you're right on the cusp. You got Matt Stafford, you got Dak Prescott, guys like that. Kyler, right? Kyler. Huh? I, I thought Kyler. he 
impressed this year, and he doesn't. He hasn't. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Okay. Um, okay, this one's going to be tough, and we're going to do one more. Okay. No, we'll do two more because I do want to do wide receivers. Okay. I want you. I want you're going to go first here because this one's a nightmare. Top top five running backs. All right. Not not not, not fantasy running backs. No, I know. I'm, I'm talking. You want a running back who's able to if they run the ball and catch the ball well, great. But your top five running backs. See, I'm not going to factor in pass catching as far as they have to catch a gazillion passes for fantasy. But it is today's NFL, so that ability does matter. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. Um, I can't give you a number one because, okay, on the spot, one running back for one game, Derrick Henry. Yes. Okay. And then I'm going to put Dalvin Cook in my top five. Um, ah, shit. Uh, McCaffrey, he, I don't want to just think, oh, he's only good because of fantasy. He is a stud. Um, uh, give me Kamara. And Nick Chubb. I know they don't use him enough. Well, that's not true. I mean, you got Kareem Hunt use his ass too. It makes sense to keep them both fresh. But yeah, I'll, I'll take Nick Chubb as well. I've got I I got the same five. I agree. Um, I would go Henry one, Cook two, um, C Mac three, Kamara, and then Chubb. Yeah. Yeah, I got the same top five. And then depending on if he ever gets healthy, you know, fully healthy. Excuse me. Goodness gracious. Um, then you've got the guys right on the outside. You've got, you know, uh, Aaron Jones is probably my six sitting right yeah, in the cup. really good. Um, and then, you know, Zeke, he shares too much time with Tony Pollard now. He's still super talented, and we saw that this last week against Philadelphia. Um, you've got Saquon, if he can get healthy. Um, I don't buy into the Josh Jacobs hype, really. I think he no. just he's a volume guy. He needs a lot of carries to be effective. So, but yeah, I agree on the top five there. Okay, we'll go back and forth here for wide receivers. I'll let you take number one. Devontae wide receivers next. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's my one. Yes, I agree. DeAndre Hopkins, too. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, I don't necessarily know that he's number three, but I've, Diggs would be in my top five. Okay. Um, Ty Freak, four. Yeah. Oh, let me. I don't want to just shout out a name while forgetting another one. Um, this honestly, the receiver one's tough because there's so many oh, guys that produce. And receiver is another position that it's really hard to know. Like, is it just the quarterback? Is it them? Um, damn. Well, I've you, got a hot take for my number five. Okay, go with it while I and I'll. Okay, people I'll might think. You know, people might think um, – I don't want to take your pick away, but like A.J. Brown could be in there. I think Allen Robinson's a top five receiver in the NFL. The guy does it year in and year out with dog shit quarterbacks, and he's super talented. I think Allen Robinson might be the fifth best receiver in the NFL. I won't argue with you. There's so many guys you could – like Keenan Allen, right? He's not flashy. You don't think of him as this dominant guy, but – how long has he been so doing? physically dominant, dude? Yeah, some of the catches that Keenan Allen goes up and makes are unbelievable. His hands are butter soft. I mean, super good. I yeah, Keenan Allen's up there. Um, 
Do you have a fifth? You want to go? You want to go? AJ Brown. I mean, DK no. Metcalf's in the conversation. Um, Amari Cooper, Justin Jefferson. There's a lot. There's so many good wide receivers. I'll, you know what? I'll go with Keenan Allen just because. Okay. I mean, like CD Lamb for me within the next few years will be in there. But like right now, I mean, if you got like say I had to pick other than those top four, I had to pick a receiver to put on the Jaguars to help Trevor Lawrence out. I mean, is there anybody better in that spot than you could take than the Keenan best, Allen? Like, the best possession receiver in the NFL, Keenan Allen. Yeah. yeah. Hey, he's, a, he's a target monster. Um, yeah, I could. Yeah, I agree with that. Like I said, and I think Allen Robinson's really good. Um, people might think that that's stupid, but no, people also football. haven't watched Allen Robinson's career. Um, what he's done with – Lord Blake Bortles and what he's done with Mitchell Trubisky and you know through the short Andy Dalton. I'm split. not an only analytics guy, but go look up the Allen Robinson stats of like his, you know, non-catchable balls that he catches mm-hmm. and the amount of you know misplaced passes on routes that he's open and basically how hard his quarterbacks have made his life and he's still produced. Okay, all right, I'll ride with it. All right, let's get into these NFL spreads. All right. Thursday night football. Are you going to the game? I know you talked uh, about going to the game. You're not no. Going to the game. So we were we were going to go to the game. The only tickets available were in the end zone. I genuinely yeah. would rather, as much as I love football, that's the one thing with NFL compared to like hockey. You and I go to a Penguins game. We could sit anywhere. Right. I I do not want to sit lower level of an NFL end zone and not see what the hell's going on. It to right. me, you're, you're you're looking up the the, the jumbotron the entire time. Yeah. All right. So Jaguars at Bengals, Bengals coming in at minus seven and a half. The over under coming in at 46 and a half. Go ahead. This is our first play. Um, we're playing um, Thursday night football again. So, so um, I like, the, I like the over here. Uh, I think we agree on that, you know, at least enough to play it because Jacksonville's defense is it's, it's, it's fucking shit. It sucks. Uh, and Burrow looks you know, like we were wrong about all the training camp mattering. Well, apparently it doesn't matter because him and Jamar Chase look like they're back at LSU. Um, Mixon's looked good. T. Higgins isn't going to play. Uh, I mean, that hurts them, but they've still but got Tyler time. Boyd playing. So. Yeah. So, and, and Mixon genuinely looks electric, you know, this year. I think the Bengals will put up 30 against Jacksonville. I wouldn't be surprised if it was more. Maybe it only hits high 20s. Um, but. I also think Jacksonville can score in this game and Trevor Lawrence is going to throw the ball around, but most importantly, they kept it close with Arizona for most of the game. And one of the reasons is urban Meyer realized James Robinson is kind of a legit good running back. Maybe running the ball helps. Um, So I think they're going to have a more balanced attack, which will help Trevor Lawrence. I'm not worried about his interceptions. He's probably going to throw two more tomorrow night. But you know what? As long what? as they go for six, I don't care. And and <laughs> this is not – I want to make this clear. This is not a hot take saying Trevor Lawrence will have the career of Peyton Manning. What I am saying is a big-armed, talented quarterback coming into the NFL and learning by trial and error of what throws he can make now as opposed to what he could make in college, I'd rather him get this out of his system as a rookie and try to figure out, you know what, I could have fit that in in college because that defensive back couldn't close quite as fast. Now I can't. Not going to know he can't do it unless he tries to do it. So, right, like, like Josh Rosen. 
No, but you, yeah. you know what I mean? Legitimately, that's you're no, testing I, I, waters I, and you're on a shit. Think about the only rookie quarterbacks that come in and do well record wise are ones that, you know, come into a good team that somehow had a bad year or one of those mid round quarterbacks. Because if you're going number one overall, even if you've been hyped for six years as the number one pick, you're coming into a shitty ass team, just how it is. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. So, and here's my thing as well with this over. Yeah, the Bengals' defensive stats, I think, are skewed a little bit by who they've played so far. Oh, you they, mean the Steelers' offense? You mean it sucks? You mean it's it's awful? And then the Bears. Um, and then also they had Minnesota in week one, and it seems like Minnesota's offense is finally getting, you know, their wits about them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't get me wrong. I do think that when we covered this in our first episode, I do think Cincinnati's defense is improved. And I think that's blaringly obvious, but I don't think it's as good as holding teams to what 17 points per game. Yeah. I think Jacksonville can score 20 to 24 points. I think they can, I think they'll lose the game. And if they score that amount and they lose the game, the over is probably going to hit. And speaking of that, I will personally have money. Um, this is not a play. I will personally have money on the Bengals minus seven tomorrow night because Barstool's running a promo, and I normally don't do Barstool promos because I think that they the, the merchandise that they offer is garbage. But for those of you who have listened to Pardon My Take, they have a fish. His name's Larry. They put teams, the, the emblem of the teams on opposite sides of his fishbowl, and then they have him swim to whatever side and whatever team he swims to, they bet that team to cover the spread. Um, Larry picked Cincinnati minus seven. The hoodie they're giving out is incredible. It says lucky Larry on the front and on the back, it's got a goldfish in a fishbowl with he's number seven. He's Larry number seven. The first six have died and rest in peace. Um, the back, it's the slot machine with the sevens and a bunch of little rainbow money symbols. It's the best thing that they've offered outside of the green jacket for the masters. And then the original overs club jacket. Look, so, you've always been a bit of a man whore for a good hoodie. You always have been. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. 20 degrees outside hoodie and shorts. Yeah, yeah, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's what you wear. But yeah, it's it's a super sick hoodie. So I'm I'm hoping the Bengals cover. I'm also we're also gonna have money on the over. So I'm hoping it's a high scoring game. I'm hoping the Bengals win this game. Something like twenty four or thirty four twenty one would be satisfying for me. Um, Thursday night football has been good so far, except for last week. But that was kind of expected with Carolina in Houston. That was yeah. a disaster. Davis Mills got thrown to the Wolves, and they wouldn't let him throw the ball for the first two and a half quarters. And when he did throw the ball, he didn't look bad. He did make some pretty nice throws. Um, Houston sucks. Uh, next game. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's a unit on over 46 and a half. Correct. One unit. That's what we're going with here. Since yes, it's Thursday correct. night, we don't want to risk too much. No. Yes, sir. We're, we're, we'll start with, we'll dip our toes into the water here. Uh, get, get the toes wet. All right. Next line, Washington at Atlanta, Atlanta coming in at plus one and a half as the home underdog. Over under at 48. Um, we're making a play here too, right? We are. We like the Washington Redskins because that is who they are. That is the name of that football team. Yes. We like them to cover because they are a pretty good team. 
Uh, they've got a good, obviously good defensive line. Gibson's good. Scary Terry, kind of a freaking stud. Uh, and the Falcons, well, you I think you went over this our very first intro week. You've been burned by them in the past. That's what they do is they burn their betters and they burn their fans because they suck. And I'm a big Matt Ryan guy, but he might be past it. Yeah, this is it. This is the end of the road for Matt Ryan. This is the end of the road for Ben Roethlisberger. Like, this is it for a lot of veteran quarterbacks this year, guys. Um, enjoy it while it lasts. Listen, Ben looks like getting out of bed next year is going to be a struggle for him. I mean, what? Okay, so I know this is off topic of this game, but we I have to talk about it. Fourth and ten, right? Was it fourth? Fourth and eleven at the eleven yards. Fourth and goal, like the eleven yards. Like fourth and long. Yeah, fourth and long. Um, I don't care what Matt Canada drew up, but the fact that Ben Roethlisberger threw the dump pass to Najee Harris, like he's in high school, saying "Go make ten guys miss and get into the end zone." On fourth and eleven, was um, it he, his heart's not in it, man. I'm not buying it. That the offensive line sucks. Um, the all wide receivers are banged up. Juju's banged up. Deontay Johnson's banged up. Chase Claypool's banged up. Najee Harris can't do it all. He caught 14 passes last week. 14. I mean, they're gonna run that kid into the ground. They're gonna. He's yeah. gonna be dead. So interesting. Uh stat here let me pull it up real quick that i texted my steelers friend so Najee harris skinny 123 yes 123 rushing yards on the season he has 111 yards after contact he's had no free he hasn't had a hole that he can burst through for 20 yards not once this year right and so you might think like that that can be if you're not watching the games and you're not seeing it you might think 111 yards after contact out of 123. That's really good. Like he's, you know, he's making people miss. No, these are all two yard gains. Yeah. And it's not ideal. That's for sure. You don't <laughs> want your running back to get hit. No. Yeah. That offensive line's terrible, man. You know what? Big Al might've been an improvement to that offensive line. He he probably would be. And he sucks too. Oh man. Chooks Akuka for is terrible. I mean, they're just but bad. So we we're in agreement. Uh, we do like the Washington. Yes, back on track. Back on track. Washington minus one and a half here. Uh, Atlanta did get their first win last week, but it was against the Giants, and it was probably the worst game the Giants have played this season. Um, they looked really bad. The Giants' offense was miserable. Eventually, Washington's pass rush is going to have a good game, and I think this is where it's going to be. Atlanta's got a not a terrible but not a good offensive line. Um, Matt Ryan in the past three years has been prone to getting flustered when and getting pressured. Statuesque at this point in his career, right? Right, and he he throws a lot of balls under duress that are not good, um, and they go for interceptions. I think Washington's defense steps up big here, and I think Washington wins this game pretty handedly. Um, I know it's on the road, but I'm not too concerned about Atlanta at home here. I like Washington minus one and a half. Two units? I th- yeah, I think so. We, the, the Redskins, the Washington football team, they're good. Um, they should be hovering around, I would think, at least challenging for a wild card. And Falcons suck, man. They, they really do. Yeah, they're, they're dog shit. Um, and, but yeah, Washington's not terrible. I like, dude, I really like Taylor Heineke and what he brings. I really do. It's a spark plug. Um, the kid's electric and Gibson, man, Gibson's going to have a game. 
Give the man the ball, by the way. Can, oh, wow. you, can you give him not, the ball? Not, not with a pass either. Let him run the ball. Yeah, or pass, but give it to him somehow. Yeah. I mean, McKissick is fine, but what can McKissick do that you know the former college wide receiver can't do? Mm-hmm. I don't. That, that makes no sense to me. And they've also got Scary Terry, who's probably the most quarterback or pro- um, not quarterback prone. Proof quarterback, quarterback proof. proof. Thank yeah, you. Him and Allen Robinson. Yeah, yeah I was going to say the, the most quarterback proof wide receiver outside of Allen Robinson so far in the NFL. Scary yeah. Terry gets it done with whoever's throwing the ball. Doesn't matter. Um, so two units on Washington minus one and a half. I can get behind that. Um, next game, Detroit at Chicago. Chicago coming in at minus three over under forty two. Okay, so there's been a conspiracy theory out there that. Mm, this came, this came from Dan Orlovsky, I believe. Um, Matt Nagy set Justin Fields up. So I, you've had you've had seven months to prepare a game plan for Justin Fields, and he's got the skill set. He's talented. Um, and you go out there, and you let him throw for sixty four yards, but get sacked for sixty three yards. Um, it was almost like Matt Nagy set him up to fail to prove a point to everybody. This is why I didn't start this kid. He's not ready. Yeah, their NFL coaches are prideful, spiteful fuckers, and they don't want anybody to be smarter than them. They want to be the smartest guy in the room. I mean, look at, okay, so look at Will Belichick. Bill Belichick has the I want to be the smartest guy in the room attitude, but he usually is. And Matt Nagy is not. Exactly. And the thing with Justin Fields is him going out there as a rookie. They lose the game. He throws some dumbass interceptions, takes some dumb sacks. Not a big deal, but like you said, he's talented. So to not even be able to show glimpses of that talent and to look that non-functional, it, I mean, if he did sabotage him or if he at the very least didn't give him a fully good game plan, I can't say I'd be surprised because that that was just a joke. Yeah, I honestly, and I think – I, I okay. So we're not making a play here. I'd lean the over because Detroit's offense has been surprisingly productive. Yeah. Um. And I don't think Chicago's defense is that incredible. And I do think that maybe this week they'll give David Montgomery the fucking ball and let him do what he does. And I think that they can put up points on Detroit. It's sitting at forty-two. Man, that's super low. I can. I think both teams can get into the twenties here. Um, division game. Yeah, I'd lean the over forty-two here. Yeah, yeah. If I, that's Andy Dalton of Chicago's only hope. Yeah, the Red Rifle's going to come in. He might drop forty. So when that happens, the over. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we feel so strongly about it to recommend a play here. No. But I would probably lean the over as well. With that being said. If this game ended up thirteen to seven, I wouldn't be like shocked. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't either. Um, next game, we're not making a play on this, which really kind of blows my mind. But I'm not going to do it because the Titans' defense has looked not good. Um, Titans at Jets, Jets at plus seven, over under forty four and a half. I feel like the public is going to be all over the Titans here, which makes me want to avoid this play. So we're going to avoid it. The Jets are so, so bad. I mean, what they did against Denver, I don't know if it's Denver's defense is that good. It is good, and I saw them shut down the Jags' offense, but at least, like, 
at least Trevor, at least they put together one good drive. You know, the Jets, that was, whew. They have no run game, dude. He's got nobody to pass the ball to except for Corey Davis. And I'm not, I don't want to sit here and defend Zach Wilson because I do like the kid and I think he's got potential, but he's looked bad. And I, like I said, I, I think we're going to put it on the Jets organization here. I yeah. Really no, and the thing with this game, right? We, you and I like the Titans to cover this game. We really do. But the thing is, doesn't this feel like it could be a game where the Titans are up 20 most of the game and then the fourth quarter rolls around and they just sit the hell back and they're not good defense lets the Jets slide into a backdoor cover? I, it honestly feels like that could happen. But it's only seven. So back I, to I, It I, is only seven. I, do, so, you want, do you want to put a unit on this? No. No, I don't. No. No. Okay. I'm gonna, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not. And listen, Dale, real quick, I got to address, could Alabama beat the Jets? No. The Jets would fucking smoke Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, that, they're all professionals. Yeah, half of Alabama's team won't even become NFL starters. Now, so. the 2018 Alabama team, that 21 of their 22 starters are now in the NFL – would still have gotten smoked because yeah. they would be, have been below rookies. But, yeah, not smoked as much as this Alabama team. I'll give you that. Yeah, the argument that ever any any college team could ever beat a professional team is asinine to me. And I it's know. not the skill positions because if you would have given – you know, could Devonta Smith have climbed the ladder and made a miraculous catch when he was a college junior against an NFL DB? He, he could have because that's – a 1v1 ball skill thing. In the trenches, an NFL team would just yeah. they'd eat them alive. And that's where games are decided in the trenches. It really yeah. is. And it's like as, as we get older, man, it's amazing. Like younger, I thought, you know, oh, yeah. You know, obviously, we all know quarterback is not only the most important position in football, but the most important position in all of sports, second goalie in hockey. Yeah, Tristan Jari has me thinking goalie's number one most important. No, nah, I mean, quarterback's more important. But, yes, goalie in hockey is number two. But quarterback, could Bishop Sycamore beat the Jets? They could. Bishop Sycamore, that's <laughs> Probably. Yes. They would They would whoop the Jets' ass. Um, Jesus. So, yeah, so as we get older, you know, we always, we've always known quarterback's the most important position. But when I was younger, I thought, like, oh, you know, running backs, wide receivers, you want to you want to pick skill positions. Offensive line is hands down the second most important overall, you know, group of position in NFL football. Yeah. Look where Dak Prescott came into as a rookie in, what was it, 2016? Now, we're big Dak guys, but it's not like he was a stud as a rookie. Yeah, he just came in and managed the game behind what, like five all pros or something. I mean, they, it was ridiculous. I love a big Dak. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> right in the pooper. I mean, in the best slip. <laughs> all right, so yeah, we're gonna stay away from this. If uh, if I had to lean, I'm leaning the Titans minus seven here. Agreed. Okay. All right. This comes another one we feel the same way about. I know. This is another one where I just feel like this is too easy to be true, so we're going to avoid it because I got my freaking poop shoot pounded last week. Browns at Vikings. Vikings plus two is the home dog over under at 51 and a half. I think the Browns should win this game, but Minnesota did look really impressive on offense last week, but that was against a really piss-poor Seattle defense, and the Browns don't have that. The Browns don't have a bad defense. No. Uh, have you seen that clip going around the internet of Miles Garrett? Which one? What do you the one where he looks like it's it's a full speed clip of him rushing, 
and it looks like a matrix glitch, like the video glitches. Oh, because he's he, he's amazing. He, I, I look it up when we're done here. Okay. I am not not bullshitting you. Even like NFL reporters are amazed. It looks like he glitches on the screen because he takes. I think he plants his right foot and shoots to the le- his left. You can't see him move. He moved that quick. So he does. He does like the football version of a euro step. Yeah, that's what it is. Except okay. you can't see it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And this game to me is kind of like, like you said, it's it's almost too obvious to so stay away. But the thing that's so tempting is it's the Browns are only minus two. Mm-hmm. So they, they basically almost just have to win the game by, you know, by a field goal. It's like, but eh. it, is, it is in Minnesota and you got the score five going. So, it is. And Kirk um, Cousins has, looked, has been pretty damn good. Yeah, and he's got the weapons, man. Adam Thielen, just a t- touchdown monster. I mean, yeah. God, he's so good in the red zone. Um, good Miles Garrett jump out of a swimming pool. Yeah, he yeah, I think I've seen it before. Swimming pool backwards, I'm sure. Yeah, I think there is a clip of. I mean, there's a clip of a bunch of guys jumping out of the swimming pool, but I think there's there's one of Miles Garrett doing like a 56 inch box jump or something like that. It's wild. I mean, his, his Mason Rudolph is outside the pool and he's calling uh, Miles Garrett some racist slurs. I mean, he he'd jump right out. And so. That's what I was going to ask. I said I was going to say, is this clip better than May- or Miles Garrett hitting Mason Rudolph with Mason Rudolph's helmet? It's more impressive physically. <laughs> is it better? I don't know. Oh my god! You can. I mean, he's just a. I, I don't doubt for a second that Mason Rudolph said that. No, he kind of. You know he, what? He I, just rubs you as. The, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next play. We're making a play on this one. We got the Colts at the Dolphins. Dolphins coming in at minus one and a half. Over under at 42 and a half. I'm going back to the well. Dolphins screwed us last week. So we know what we're going to do. We're going to bet against them again. Um, we're going to take the Colts money line. It's a plus 125. Um, I don't need the, I don't need the point and a half. I'm going to regret this. I'm going to regret saying. Colts plus one and a half. We're not taking the money line. We're going to take the plus one and a half in case it was a one point game. Um, yeah, I do. Eventually, the Colts offense is going to get going, and that's this game right here. Miami has a piss poor run defense, and that feeds right into Jonathan Taylor. And I think Jonathan Taylor has a big game this week. Yeah, Naheem Hines is good. He's real good. And top ten, this, top ten you know, paid. The Dolphins screwed us with the points last week. Right, they didn't win the game. We don't need. We just need the Colts to win. Mm-hmm. That's basically what we need, and they're due. Like you said, uh, things are gonna have to click because the Colts don't suck. So at some point, you think things are gonna click. They've got a good coach. Um, you know, I know they've been a little bit banged up to start the year, but like Carson Wentz hasn't looked. He hasn't looked bad. I wouldn't say last, last week he did. Last week he yeah, but o- like, overall he yeah. hasn't like. He hasn't given you that, oh, my God, why did they trade for him vibe. Yeah. So I think it's because he got rid of that stupid fucking camo sleeve that he used to wear. Oh, yeah. That, that he wore tough. in Philadelphia all the time, that damn thing. His arm was invisible, you know, literally and figuratively. I mean, it was terrible. That was the type of thing you'd expect to find in, like, the Butler County YMCA or something on someone's shooting arm. <laughs> yeah, shooting sleeve, baby. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like the, the Colts plus the one and a half here. This is this – is, just as simple as strength versus weakness. And like we said, it's it's games are decided in the trenches. Even though they're missing, in my opinion, the best offensive lineman in all of football and Quentin Nelson. It's um, not your opinion. It's a fact. Okay. Yeah, right. Well, people can argue it. I mean, yeah. you know, you might argue that a left tackle is more important. But Nelson's a stud. He's amazing. Um, even though they're going to be missing him, their offensive line is still really good. 
And I think Jonathan Taylor is going to run the ball extremely well. Why are we holding up a Blake Bortles? Dale wants to know what the jersey of the week is. That's the Blake Bortles jersey. All right, yeah. Uh, he couldn't get out of a wet paper bag, that Ben. Good stuff. Yeah, you're right. He couldn't. Um, was uh, and I, I'm not buying into Jacoby Brissett two weeks in a row, man. I'm not doing it. No. Um, Malcolm Brown. So here's the thing with this last game, the, this Raiders game. So the pick six and then the Raiders going forward and on fourth down and getting stopped um, and giving Miami a short field. Miami had one one good drive the entire game, and that was the final drive of the game, and that's it. Yeah, everything, it was like a perfect storm for that bet to not hit, and yeah. I thought it's going to be another perfect storm in the Dolphins' favor. Yeah, yeah. And, and so and it um, perfect storm. Vegas missed the extra point. Um, it would have put them up 12. So when it was only 11, Miami was able to kick the field goal and then still have it a one-possession game. If my if it's 12, Miami has to go for two touchdowns. So th- that changes the entire – out. that one extra point changed the entire outlook of the game. Yeah. It really did because they, they were able to settle for a field goal on like fourth and seven. They would have had to go for it there. If they stop them there, the game's over. Yeah. No, I'm not actually- buying into Miami, man. I'm not. I don't, I'm not buying into the heat. I'm not buying into Jacoby Brissett. I'll buy into Brian Flores because I think he's a really good coach. But they don't have a good run game. They don't have the receivers. I really don't think Jalen Waddles really blossomed yet. I'm I'm not a big fan of Devontae Parker. And the run defense is bad, and the Colts' run game is good. So I'm going to go strength against weakness here. We're going to take the Colts plus the one and a half. What do you want to do? I, mean, I personally would just put one on this. One unit. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll save we'll save the fifty unit fucking megalodon play for later. <laughs> for later. <laughs> um, next game, Panthers at the boys. Boys coming in at minus four and a half, over under at fifty and a half. They looked good. The defense looked really good. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is super good. That kid's really good. Very good corner, um, which is what Dallas needs. And obviously, the offense, their the run game is fantastic. Man, nobody can stop. Um, the combo of Zeke and Pollard. You might be able to contain Zeke, but Pollard comes in with that burst. Um, and even and then Zeke gets going and Tony Pollard takes a back seat, which he should, because Zeke's the the you know the the fifteen million dollar man or whatever the hell he's Zeke getting. has alpha dog qualities when he gets it going. Oh for sure. And he ran he ran really well and it wasn't big bursts. Um it was the Zeke that we like to see. It was seven, eight yards at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's what Zeke's there for. Um, he should have had three touchdowns. He got stopped at what the inch line. Um, he played a really, really, really good game. And Dak was Dak, just so good, man. He's so freaking good. And it was awesome to see him back in in um, Jerry World for the first time since the injury. Um, yeah. The fans were wild. So, what do you like here on this game? As far as a lean, we're not making a play. What do you like? Yeah. So. I like the Cowboys to cover a lot. The reason I would do it as a lean and not a play is because I think the Panthers are sneaky. I don't want to say sneaky good, but sneaky decent, at least. Maybe sneaky good, too early to tell. And Matt Rule is a hell of a coach. Yeah. And yeah, Sam Darnold, like you said, like we said, is looking decent. Um, so, like, the Cowboys looking in control the whole game, but only winning by a field goal is in, I feel like, strongly in the realm, you know, of things that are possible. Yeah. But I, I do expect them to look in control all game and to win the game. Yeah, and 
It'll be interesting to see Carolina's offense for their first full game without Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, I, you know, they obviously drafted Chuba Hubbard, but I do think that Royce Freeman, the veteran, is going to get some carries as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean. I mean, does Robbie Anderson nut in someone's eye this game? Oh, man. I'd actually, I think I would, I would lean the under because Dallas's defense is showing up. Better than expected. Um, yeah, for sure. It, it's much better than expected. And I do think the Panthers, I, I know I said it, I don't think they're really that good last week, but I do think the Panthers' defense is actually pretty good. So I would lean the under 50 and a half here. I think Dallas could win this game something like 24 to 16 or something like that. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. All right. So our next game is Giants at Saints. Saints coming in at minus seven and a half is the home favorite over under stupid low 41 and a half. So Dude. my lean is the Saints to cover and in the under in the under because <clears throat> Daniel Jones is just Blake Bortles with a Duke education. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. <clears throat> is he more talented? Yeah. Is yeah. he turnover prone in bad moments? Just like my boy Blake Bortles was. I mean, I'm you know, okay, yeah, and I'm I'm just trying to get a rise out of you because I, I see the talent that makes you like Daniel Jones, but like he's gotta stop turning the ball over in big moments. You I know? think the over under here might be is an overreaction to the Saints against Green Bay and the Saints against New England. The New England game last week, um. The interceptions were not Mac Jones's fault. No, the, and the problem is Bill is not – I don't know if Mac Jones can dice a defense up downfield, but he's not – Not yet. Being able to – he's not attempting it. So yeah. that just plays in – that the way the New England offense is running right now just plays into an oh, plays into an under points total and it plays into a defense like the Saints. Yeah. So, all right. So – you would lean the Saints to cover. I'd lean the Giants to cover. Just See, but, but this I, I can't. Just I like, dude. I don't know. I lean it, but shit. That's, <laughs> I don't feel strongly about it at all. All right, final score, six to four Saints. I, would it shock you? I mean, <laughs> two safeties might shock me, actually. Uh, did, all right, so real quick, Jameis Winston, funniest guy in the entire NFL. Yeah. Did you see the video of I, – I don't know. Yeah, eat the W. <laughs> um, the video – I don't know who 56 is on the Saints. I can't remember. Um, but he's he's given the pregame speech, and he's he says, take a look at who's next to you. And Jameis gets down and just gets right in the face of the whoever the, the third-string running back was. He got right in his face and was just – Jameis Winston's hilarious, man. Yeah. Um, so next game, another one we're staying away from. No, we're not. We're not playing – either of these lines that are showing. So it's Chiefs at Eagles, yeah. Eagles plus seven at home, over under at 54 and a half. Um, the Chiefs are one and two. They are in dead last of the division, dead last of the AFC West. As we expected. Right, 100%. Yeah, I, I bet them to finish fourth in the division. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Eagles defense looked good through two weeks and then looked miserable against the Cowboys last week. I have to think um, – I don't know if Andy Reid's going to be on the sideline. Um, he did get taken by ambulance to the hospital after the game, but he is home now, apparently. He was feeling ill. They took him for precautions. Um, but 
it's late game turnovers that have killed the Chiefs in the last two weeks. Obviously, the Clyde Edwards Alaire fumble against Baltimore, and then Patrick Mahomes trying to outdo Patrick Mahomes and throwing a terrible interception against the Chargers. Um, their team totals coming in at 30 and a half. They're averaging 30.7 points per game. They have played a Baltimore defense, a Chargers defense, and a Browns defense. All three defenses are drastically better than the Eagles. Yeah. So no, what- I, I, I like that you kind of went out on a limb here instead of just looking at the spread and the over-under and found this because I like that play a lot. So, yeah, Chiefs over 30.5 points. Um, I Dude, I, I just have to buy into the fact that I think that they're going to be pissed. Their defense is really bad. They let up like 450 yards a game. It's really, really bad. So you might think, oh, take the over. I can't with that Eagles offense. I can't until they start showing me that they're going to be balanced and they're going to run Miles Sanders and they're not going to force Jalen Hurts to throw 40-yard passes to tight ends. I, I can't buy into the the Eagles, um, Eagles offense here. I'm just going to take what I think is the safest play in this game, and I think that's the Chiefs to score at least 31 points here. And I want to say two units on the Chiefs over 30 and a half if you're cool with that. Oh, I love it. I, I Again, you looked that up. This play is all on you. But as soon as you texted it, I instantly was like, oh, fuck yeah. That's, okay. I love it. I love that. Good. Okay. Um, and this is another one of those games where it's like, oh, man, this seems too good to be true. Chiefs only giving up seven. Yeah. But same thing with the, Titans way, this Jets. the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense is not even part of the equation here. Maybe they give us a pick six. Cool. Right. But even if, if you know, we don't have to worry about them. Right. I can't. I, can't, I, can't, I don't want to trust the Chiefs defense. I can't. Yes, this is similar to the other team total play we made this year, and that was Fresno State against UConn. Um, We didn't trust UConn to score points, so we didn't take the over for the game. We just took Fresno to get hit their total on points, which they did. And I'm leaning something similar here with the Chiefs just to hit their points. We don't have to worry about what the Eagles do. If the Eagles want to make it competitive, awesome. That just gives Patrick Mahomes more of a reason to throw the ball. So next line. Texans at Bills. Bills minus 15 and a half at home over under 47. So let me just say that I feel really strongly about the Bills covering. However, if it – This is a backdoor. Look at this. This is why I think of when I see backdoor covers, a line this big. It's almost too high to bet, right? I mean, are the Bills going to cover 30 points? They probably will. But, like, can you put your money on 15 and a half? And by the NFL game, man, that's so crazy. By the time people listen to this and go with our plays, it might have climbed up even higher. You know, it actually it actually opened at seventeen and a half, and it's gone down to fifteen and a half. Down under like two touchdowns. (laughs) But yeah, listen, if it if it gets to thirteen and a half, yes, I'll take the Bills minus thirteen and a half. But sharps do this. Um, It's called a steamroll. So what they'll do is they'll do a quantity of bets. Uh, not of drastic proportion as far as money-wise goes, but they will bet. So say the Texans were at 17 and a half. They'll bet the Bills. Um, I'm sorry, they'll bet the Texans to bring the line down, and then they'll make the large monetary value bet on the Bills to cover. So they'll have more money on the Bills to cover at a lower line than what they had the Texans to cover so they bet the line down to give themselves a better advantage. And I think that's what's happening here. 
Um, I think the line will jump up before Sunday, and I think you're going to see it close closer to 17. But, yeah, as a lean, I would just – yeah, I, sure, I'd lean the Bills to cover. I get yeah. So it we shouldn't lean be competitive. Too many points to play. Should not be competitive. No, it um, Game of the week here. We're not going to make a play on it, but game of the week. I'm super excited to sit down and watch it. I think the line is spot on. I think the over-under is perfect. Cardinals at Rams. Rams minus four and a half. Excuse me, over-under 55. Go ahead. What do you got? Yeah, no, I mean – my lean, like you said, well, I think we said this before we went live, like the spread and the over-under seem like like perfect. Now, I would lean the Rams to cover, um, but like the Cardinals are good. I, if there's one thing I can guarantee you, it's that Jalen Ramsey will pick off Kyler Murray on a pass over the middle near the goal line on a deep ball. That's happening this week. Um, God, I hate that I still like him. God, he's so good. He's so uh, good. Yeah, did I mean, you they're playing with Tom Brady after the game. Uh, did I see what? What he said to Tom Brady after the game. No. Super respectful. Um, they met midfield, obviously. And um, Jalen Ramsey went up and gave him a hug. And he was like, hey, man, like I appreciate everything you've done for the game. I love playing against you. And Brady was a little bit salty because, you know, they obviously just lost the yeah. game. But he, he was Brady. He was, you know, respectful and, you know, polite. And he said, you know, I do like playing against you too. And Jalen Ramsey was like, man, just hold on to the ball for half a second longer. And Brady was like, hell no, I got to get rid of it. And <laughs> Jalen Ramsey looked at him and he like grabbed his jersey and he said, you know, you're the GOAT for real. And for Jalen Ramsey to actually give somebody a compliment is – that means a lot because yeah. Jalen Ramsey talks a lot of shit and he doesn't really tell people if they're good or not. But – um yeah, I he's so good, man. Jalen Ramsey is a very, very, very good football player. He'll he'll end up being in the Hall of Fame, and I stand by. Yes. That. Oh yeah, I agree with that. And God, he's tremendous. Fucking good thing that they drafted freaking Chase on with one of those picks. And oh my God. Oh, and Etn, who's out for the year with the two right. Jalen Ramsey picks. Yeah, and then what they trade C.J. Henderson for? Like they, Dan Arnold. Yeah, you know, chump and Dan Arnold and a third rounder, which to be fair, the third round is the third round is the he needed a change of scenery, but right. still, it's, a, it's a bad freaking look. Yeah, bad yeah. look. All right, but yes, this is the game of the week. Kyler Murray, man, Matt Stafford, DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup. It's gonna be great. Um, you've got defensive stars on both sides of the ball. Um, you obviously, like we said, Jalen Ramsey, and then you've got Aaron Donald. And then on the other side, you've got the defensive front for Arizona. You've got J.J. Watt. You've got um, Chandler Jones. So um, you got Buda Baker back there. Isaiah um, Simmons is starting to look like a player. Yeah, I do. he's an athletic freak of nature too, man. Isaiah Simmons is good. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. I do. Um, I don't. I don't want to play the over, but I. I want to hope for the over because I want it to be a really good game. Yeah. This will be the four o'clock game that I sit down and I am zeroed in on. Um, it's going to be super good. These are two really good teams. So it'll be a fun game to watch. Um, but if I had to lean, I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably lean the over. Yeah. I, 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 could see, I, could, I think Arizona could win this game. No, they could. I think they could go to so fine, win it. They don't always, but if the Rams are smart, they'll throw Ramsey on D hop the whole game. Yeah, but they won't. No, they won't. They'll leave him on his side and he'll right. lock him down when he's on his side. And then Hopkins will get his on the other side. D Hop's gonna get yeah, but here, dude, it's crazy to see like D Hop's stats against Jalen Ramsey. Um, anybody's stats against Jalen Ramsey, really. 
I forget who it was. There's only one receiver who's really like taking advantage of Jalen Ramsey, and it wasn't it wasn't who you would like. Allen Robinson's numbers were bad. Um, D Hop's numbers were bad. I gotta look it up. I forget who it was, but there was there was a receiver that actually had like relatively okay stats against Jalen Ramsey, and it's not. I mean, my man got AJ level-headed AJ Green so flustered he got himself tossed from a game. Like he that, was, that was funny. Maybe we'll see it again. Yeah, if we could. We could. We could see it. Hey, A.J. Green looks pretty good with Arizona, by the way. Yes, he does. Yes, yeah, he does. So. A reliable veteran that's going to make some yeah. big plays. Yeah, I'm glad to see that. Um, and they're, they're receiving core, man. Christian Kirk, obviously really good. Uh, Rondale Moore, freaking oh, no, joystick, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> He's quick. Jacksonville, but no. <laughs> Stop on a dime quick. All right, next game, um, Seattle at San Fran. San Fran coming in at minus three is the home favorite. Over, under at 52. Personally, I would lean Seattle here. I don't know why I'm going back to it, but I would lean Seattle um, over under. I'd probably – I'd say the over because Seattle's defense looks like dog shit and San Fran's defense really hasn't showed up yet. They did against Philadelphia, but, again, we don't believe in Philly's offense that much. No. So, yeah, um, I would lean – okay, I'd say I'll lean the over, over 52, I guess. And if Seattle. I, if I had to pick one for a lean, um, I mean, I think Seattle will win the game. So definitely lean Seattle plus three. But it, it, it's – I mean, one of those divisional games that will probably be pretty close. And, so, and both. This, will, this is a four o'clock game as well, right? Yeah, I think we're yeah. – So this, this will be another good game. Yeah. I like, I like having good games at four o'clock. Yeah, give like me one – like, give me the Rams, Cardinals for my TV, mm-hmm. and then give me a smattering of good ones for red zone. Yeah, and, like, I wish, you know, obviously the NFL can't do this, but I like quantity at 1 o'clock and quality at 4 o'clock. Yes, 100%. That's the best-case scenario. Um, all right, next game, we're going to make a play here. Baltimore at Denver. Denver coming in at minus 1, over under at 44.5. Who has Denver played? Give me the three teams Denver's played. Oh, the New York football giants. Okay. And uh, my Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. And uh, they have also played the other team in uh, Newark or wherever the hell they stay. I know East Rutherford, but yeah, the Jets. So how many wins do those three teams have combined? Zero. Goose egg. (laughs) Oh, and nine. Denver's defense is good. Teddy Bridgewater is doing a really good job with the offense. But I'm sorry. Um, the Baltimore-Detroit game should have never come down to a 66-yard field goal from Justin Tucker. One of the most amazing things we will ever see as sports. That was fans. incredible. That was incredible. Just not only did he hit a 66-yarder, but to put it off the crossbar and it to shoot straight up in the air and fall in, I mean, it was so, so sweet. Um, Hollywood Brown dropped two long touchdowns. Yeah, uh, that that game. That game should have never been close. It was. I get it, but those two drops make that game a field goal at the end rather than them winning by two touchdowns. Yeah, and speaking of Hollywood Brown, we we were on the Ravens under. Yes, still might, but him actually looking like a a decent receiver. It changes the element of their offense. Yeah, he's getting separation. Um, deep, he, getting deep separation. His, his route running has improved. He, we, we know he's a speedster. We, we know he can burn guys. Um, his route running at Oklahoma was good, but that's against college defensive backs, and he looked fishy. Um, 
the first two years. But his route running does look better, and I think that's the addition of Sammy Watkins helping as well. Yeah. Um, but with all that being said, I know we took the Baltimore under, but Baltimore plus one here. You like them this week. Yeah, I don't care if it's in mile high, man. I'm not – Denver hasn't played anybody. Baltimore has. Baltimore has played the 3-0 Vegas Raiders. They have played the 1-2 Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> And yes, they played Detroit last week and they barely beat them, but that shouldn't, they still won the game, whatever. Let's not forget guys. They beat the chiefs two weeks ago yeah, Um, and they lost to Vegas because Lamar had one of his most pathetic offensive showings of his career. So I like Baltimore plus the one here. I think they're going to win this game. Um, I like this as a three unit play. I'm pretty confident in Baltimore this week. Yeah, no, I like it too. You've got the better team who've have played better teams who've been tested more, mm-hmm. um, and all they have to do is win. And if you just want to go with throw stats and analytics out the window, like you said, the Broncos haven't played anybody, so they're due to lose a game here. They're not going to. And who's Teddy Bridgewater really going to throw the ball to? I mean, yeah, he's got Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant, but I think the absence of Jerry Judy, I think the absence of now KJ Hamler, and. On the other side of the ball, I think the absence of Bradley Chubb is going to be – it's really going to play a toll in this game. Yes. Um, Bradley Chubb would be nice to have to help contain Lamar Jackson. Um, you, you can argue the mile high thing. I don't care. Lamar Jackson fucking – he'll be fine. Um, he finally ran the ball a good bit last week. He ran the ball a good bit, good bit against the Chiefs, and I think that's what they need to do to win this game. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to win this game by – I think they're going to win this game by a touchdown or more. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I love the, I love the play. Three units, Baltimore plus one. Correct. Correct. Okay. Next game, another one that seems too good to be true, so we're not going to touch it. Steelers at Green Bay. Green Bay minus six and a half over under forty five and a half. We, I mean, we, we can sit here and beat a dead horse, man. We think the Steelers' offense is just miserable right now. But I just don't trust the Packers defense. I don't trust it at all. I really hey, don't. Something, you want to know something cool? Okay. Real quick. So who whose jersey is this? Right? Yeah, it's Blake Bortles. Um, does he have two playoff wins since the Steelers have had a playoff win? Does he? Right. Yeah, he does. Okay. He so, does. Yeah, yeah I, I mean that's great. That's great and all. Um listen, I would lean the Packers minus six and a half here. So would I. I would, but it just – it's – I don't know, man. There's something about it. Um, if the Steelers' defense can – so they'll have T.J. Watt back this week, which is good because they did not have him last week against Cincinnati. They'll have T.J. Watt back this week, which I think bodes well for the defense, obviously because he's a top three defensive player in the NFL. Um, I just – if Let the me defense can play the way they played against Buffalo – they're going to keep this game close, man. I think that was more on the Bills, personally. So let me ask you something. I if don't know. didn't grow up being haunted by the Steelers in the Pittsburgh area, how would you feel about this? Because we have it in our heads that the Steelers are this force that they're never going to have a losing record. They're always going to find a way. And up until this point, like – It's been true. This is the year. I thought so before the season. They're done. Not maybe long-term, because I do trust it's such a good organization. They'll get back on track. They suck this year. I know, but here's and, my thing. So they went 8-8 eight and eight without Ben two years ago because their defense is really good, and I think their defense is 
just as good as it was two years ago. But I think this version of Ben with that offensive line holds the team back more than not having Ben. Okay, they're not going to win the game. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I – Look, I don't love it enough to make a play on it because, yeah, it's in my head. It's the Steelers. They'll cover somehow. But, like, dude, they they suck. I I genuinely – their whole team doesn't suck. But that offensive line is so bad Mm. that it makes the team suck. It's that bad. And it's not – oh, they're rookies. They'll get better as the year goes. Well, so they'll go from dog shit to just cat shit. Like they're they're gonna suck all year. So I don't know if anybody listening like like if they like Pro Football Focus or whatever. They're big analytic guys. Um, PFF has the Steelers' offensive line obviously rated as the worst offensive line in football. But Trey Turner is their number one ranked offensive lineman, um, and his PFF grades I think forty point five, which puts him as like the sixty second best offensive lineman in the NFL. So your best offensive lineman is the 62nd best offensive lineman in the NFL. So you're like best looking homeless dude in the soup kitchen. It's so bad, dude. They're so, oh. yeah. I mean, I'm not, no, I'm not doing, we're not, we're not playing it. No, it's fine to not do it, but let, let it be known that the Packers are going to cover, <laughs> but we're not, making, right. we're not recommending a play. So the one that's too good to be true that we are playing, this is it. Um, we had a comment in the section saying, I made a thousand in the stocks today. Where do I spend it? Give me my best value. Tampa Bay at New England. New England coming in at plus seven as the home dog, over under 47 and a half. Tampa Bay by a fucking million. This is Let not, not going to be close. It's not going to be close. Would you recommend buying it to six and a half just yeah. to? Bar something crazy, and they only win by a touchdown. That way, you still hit your bet. Yes, we're 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 putting five units on this play. That that is our biggest bet that we've made so far. We're gonna we're putting five units on this. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I would be. Yeah, we don't want to get way too crazy. We're not getting frisky because God forbid Tom Brady go down and yeah, yeah, have to play. Yeah, um, minus six and a half. New England at minus. They're minus one twenty at six and a half. Five units on New England – or not New England, Jesus, Tampa Bay to cover the six-and-a-half points here. Or Tom Brady more specifically. Yes. So, dude, look, here's my thing. There is nobody that holds grudges in sports currently. Kobe Bryant was hands down the number one grudge holder. Um, then there's Tom Brady. Dude, Belichick, when Brady left, Brady reached out to him and wanted to meet in person to have you know lunch or whatever to, to say their final goodbyes. Belichick said – I'm too busy. I'm not available and told him goodbye on the phone and wished him the best of luck. If you think that's not sitting with Tom Brady, yes, he won the Super Bowl last year. He proved his point, but he needs to prove it against Bill and he's going to man and Gronk and AB. I know it was a short stint with New England, but the shit that went on with Antonio Brown in New England, all three of those guys have a point to prove against Bill Belichick and I'm sorry, man, there's no possible way New England keeps this game within six and a half points. It now, is there's no fathomable it's not it's not happening. Let me flip it to the other side of the ball too. What is a rookie quarterback's worst nightmare? It's it's pass rush, right? It's guys in his face and yeah. bots can get after it, man. Sure can. You know, it's Tom Brady is 
It's going. I I'm convinced it's going to sound like a home game for him. I know you're a Patriots fan. Yeah. You don't live in the Boston area. I yeah. have a couple Marine, you know, Jagoff buddies that are from the Boston area. They literally. I don't want to say they became Bucks fans, but oh I, yeah, no, no. They you got to think people our age. You've never known a Patriots because you don't know teams when you're five years old. You've never known a Patriots without Tom Brady until last year. Right. They are. They will be rooting for him. More 100%. than rooting for the Patriots. Like, like I told you, so I originally had tickets and a hotel booked to this game. Some stuff came up in life that uh, my mom and I were actually going to go. We had to cancel. We had to get rid of the tickets. We had to cancel our hotel room. You asked me, what would I be doing? Like, who would I cheer for? I would be cheering for New England. But I can tell you this as a man who has gotten emotional watching Marley and me. I I promise you when Brady gets that – and how convenient is it that he needs 69 yards to become the all-time leading passer? Gronk's got to catch it, right? 100%. It's going to Gronk. Um, I, I, did I, 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 I promise you I would have gotten emotional if I was there. Um, he's going to pass Drew Brees. He's going to become the all-time leading passer in NFL history. And he's going to do it in New England where he built his career. Um, it, it's going to be – dude, he's got – and he's coming off a loss. I mean, he's – He might do it on the first drive of the game. and the They're going to kill him. Record-breaking pass is probably going to be a touchdown to Gronk. To Gronk. Yeah. yeah. And I hope he fucking – Gronk spikes it off Belichick's head. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm so – it's crazy. So, like so, So, Brady, Gronk, and A.B., are going to win this game, and they're going to be able to go out and party in New England the way they couldn't for all those years. Obviously, A.B., not all those years. But Brady and Gronk are going to go out, and they're going to party in New England the way they weren't allowed to for – Brady will call all his Boston sports buddies from, you know, either the Celtics or the Bruins. You know, I'm sure he's made friends with Pete. And for sure. All the other celebrities that are flying in to, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's not gonna be a competitive game, which sucks because I want it to be. It's a Sunday night football game, but it's gonna be good to watch for the historic moment for what's going on. Um, it's dude, there it's gonna be bad. So yeah, five units on Tampa Bay minus six and a half here. I'm already I'm already counting that money. I yeah, I like I I normally when I make a bet I can rationalize the other side of it. I can't here. I can't. I really get it's not. I can't. Oh, man, I wish I was at that game. I wish I was at the game. It's going to yeah. be sweet. It's going to be sweet. The place is going to be super loud. Um, but yeah, Mac Jones is the interceptions were not his fault. But at the same point in time, Tampa Bay's defense, yeah, they have a banged up secondary right now. That's not a worry. Because it's not you're not going against a, an elite or even a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL this week, so they can have some injuries in the secondary and still get away with this game. Um, yeah, because the only snowball's chance in hell is to try to go big on offense and match the Bucks. But right, he's not letting Mac Jones, the rookie, do that. He doesn't want to scar him. He doesn't want Mac Jones to start throwing three interception games like like Trevor Lawrence is doing, which, like I said, I'm fine with, but that's not their game plan for Mac Jones. Yeah, I could see, honestly, if this gets out of hand early, I could see New England laying down and just going with a really conservative game plan. Yeah, literally. Um, You don't want to ruin your rookie quarterback's confidence. He already had a rough week last week with the interceptions. You don't want to do any more damage than than is already done if this kid is going to be your future. Um, And 
the other thing Brady's got, like he, he they asked him, they said, you know, what's what's your thoughts on New England's game plan for you? He said, I know their game plan. Like I I know their schedule. I know their defense. I know their walkthroughs. I know what they're going to do pregame. I know it all. I know exactly how they're going to prepare for this game. So you don't think that I can prepare for it? Tampa Bay by – all right, in all reality, I'm going to pick a score here. I'm going to say Tampa Bay 41-13. Yeah. Absolute murder. Somewhere between 34 and 41. Patriots somewhere between 10 and 17. Yeah. Yeah, absolute just slaughter. All right. Um, we're going to rifle – oh, this is the last game, the Monday night game. Raiders at Chargers. Chargers minus three is the home favorite, over under at 52 and a half. I know you like the Chargers here. I, um, I personally don't want to bet against the Raiders because they just keep getting it done. I think that Chucky's finally got something going. That pass rush is really good. And I don't believe – in. and I've said this – now three weeks in a row, the Chargers' red zone efficiency is a problem. They don't have a legit run game. So I don't want to touch this, um, but I understand why you like the Chargers minus three. Let everybody know what you like here. No, I kind of – I do like the Chargers minus three. I think at some point the Raiders – I don't want to say luck because they, they look good, but I, I'll say that if you know what I mean. Their luck has to run out. I think the Chargers look – that they were one of those teams we thought would take the next step. They they look good. That is that's a playoff team. Justin Herbert is a freaking stud. Uh, they're at home, you know, prime time. And then again, this isn't Raiders hate. I just think the Chargers are a better team. However, just like you said, you're not going to touch it, but you could see why I'd want to. I would lean, you know, Chargers to cover. But I also completely see your point of not not wanting to throw, you know, our weight behind it and put a unit on it or anything, but my lean would be Chargers. I just think they're a, a better team across the board. All right. Yep. My dog just woke up. He's reached his limit. We're at an hour and 25 minutes. I don't know if you heard him shaking his ears, but it sounds like a machine gun. Um, so just to run back through these, as far as college plays go, we're going – oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Um, Georgia – Arkansas at Georgia – over under at 48 and a half. We're doing one unit on the over 48 and a half in that game. Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Cincinnati as a one and a half point favorite on the road. Notre Dame 26 straight home wins. That ends on Saturday. Cincinnati minus one and a half. One unit on that. Ole Miss at Bama. Bama coming in at minus 14 and a half. We're going to buy the hook. We're going to buy it down to 14. We're taking Bama to cover 14 points in what should be a high scoring affair between two Heisman front runners. Um, and then as far as NFL goes, Thursday night game, we've got your Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals, the over-under coming in at 46.5. We're going to take the over 46.5 for one unit. Um, Washington at Atlanta. Washington, just like Cincinnati, one-and-a-half point favorite on the road. We're going to take Washington minus one-and-a-half for two units, correct? Correct. Okay, two units on Washington minus one-and-a-half at Atlanta. Um, then we go to the Colts at the Dolphins. The Colts coming in at plus one and a half as the road dog. Um, we're going to go one unit on the Colts plus one and a half. Yep. And then we've got the Chiefs at the Eagles. Um, Eagles are plus seven at home, over under 54 and a half, but we're going the Chiefs team total over 30 and a half, two units. Yes. Okay. Two units on the Chiefs over 30 and a half points. Um, let's keep going. 
Baltimore at Denver. Baltimore getting a point on the road. Um, it's going to be a three-unit play, so I'm going to suggest we buy Baltimore to plus one and a half just in case okay. it was a one-point game. Um, Baltimore plus one and a half at a minus 120. We're going to do three units on Baltimore plus one and a half at Denver. And then the last play of the week, the Sunday night game, Tampa. Dude, I don't, I don't like using that word, but I'll be damned. I'll be damned if New England – hey, listen here. If I lose five units because New England keeps this game close, so be it. Yeah. So, you know what? So, so be it. Um, Tampa buying the half point, six and a half, five units, Tampa minus six and a half, in what should be just pure, unadulterated sodomy. I mean, it's going to be – oh, it's going to be bad. If you turn on your TV and you think you're on Pornhub, you're not. You're just nope. on. It's just it's just Tom Brady taking advantage of Bill Belichick. Um, so those are our plays. What's that a total of? One, two, three, four, five, nine, fourteen, seventeen units. It's a lot. Of, that's a lot up to, up for grabs this week, guys. Yeah. Um, that's okay. That's okay because you know what? We're gonna win. Yes. Last week was an anomaly. We're going to win this week. Um, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad that I was able to tell you face-to-face that I will be in attendance November 20th, WVU, Texas in the house. Um, dude, it's going to be super sick. I'm Look, so I know, I know we're short on time. There's nothing. I, I promise you there's nothing like a fucking Mountaineer tailgate and a Mountaineer home game. There's a reason. That stadium only has 60,000. There's a reason it's among the loud. It, it it's as loud as a hundred thousand seater. It's dude. It's, uh, you know what? I will be the judge of that because I went to the night game at the big house when Notre Dame was at Michigan. So I will be the judge of if it's a, if it's as loud as a hundred thousand. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I believe you. And it, it's here's the thing: it's not WVU versus Kansas State. It's WVU versus Texas. So I know it's going to be loud. I know realistically, it's going to be the last home game against Texas. And you yeah. Know. Because next yeah. year they'll be away, and then I bet you they buy out early. So, yeah, that's sweet. Good. I'm glad I'll be uh, in attendance for it. It's gonna be great. If any of you live in the West Virginia area and you're gonna be at the game, um, find us. You know, I know November 20th is far away. We got a month and a half. I will, you know, mention this again. Um, but if you find us, we'll buy you a beer. Shit, so, don't even have to. Just uh, show up in the parking lot and they'll get handed beer and moonshine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm super pumped for it. Um, so those are our plays for this week. Um, we're going to do some more player plops this week. Player plops. Player props this week. Um, those will be posted to the Instagram story. I'll try and get them up before 1230. I know they were late last week, but we still got them up in time. So there will be some more player props. And hopefully I get my Lucky Larry hoodie tomorrow night. Super excited. I hope I get that freaking hoodie, man. But that's all we've got for you guys. Do you have any parting words? No, just uh, happy to be back. I'm ready to rock and roll and, you know, make us and make everyone else some fucking money this week, huh? Yeah. Yeah, dude. We need it because I need it. I can't wait. Dude, if we go plus 15 units, I cannot wait to message that fuck boy that slid in the DMs. I can't wait. I'm not going to put his name out. I'm not going to do it. Yes. Yeah, so, me again. Tom Brady yeah. holds a grudge. Fucking Sue holds a grudge. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If he comes at me again, um, yeah, we're I'm going to put we're going to do his little Instagram handle here on the on the ticker, 
and um, yeah, he's going to get blown up. So we appreciate you guys and everything you do. Um, the only people we appreciate more are Punchless Media. Um, the boys over at Punchless MMA had an episode that came out last night, Dale and Trey. Um, boys, go back and listen to their episode from last week. I know the event's already over, but you got to hear some of the shit that comes out of Trey's mouth. It's outlandish. And Dale matched him this week. Um, I know you're not a big MMA guy, but Nick Diaz fought last weekend. And Dale took this hot take that Nick Diaz's boxing, even, you know, chubby and slow and not sober, that, that he would beat Conor McGregor. And Dale, I love you. You're my brother. But come on, man. Come on. You can't, you can't be saying that kind of stuff. That's wild. Um, Here's the thing, who would quit first? That's the question, Connor or Diaz. Uh, but that's all we've got for you guys. Again, go listen to Punchless MMA, subscribe, rate on iTunes. We're going to do a giveaway here soon um, because we need you guys to go and subscribe and give us ratings on iTunes. They do beer giveaways, um, and we're going to do the same. And we're going to do more of this top five thing. I want to do more stuff where we debate each other. Um you know, it's nice that we agree on a lot of stuff. Yeah, that I'm, I'm here. I like to argue, man. I'm I, that's what that's what I was made for. So, until next week, guys. Tyler, I will talk to you later. And good fortune to everybody. And guy in the DMs, eat shit. Fuck you, dude. <laughs>